Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For Monday, September 25th, what an incredible weekend in sports. Saturday, college football, Sunday, NFL. We got Taylor Swift references coming up out that wazoo. I actually sat with my daughter and we went through Taylor Swift songs that I could work into the podcast and on the herd later today. Uh, let's see how many you can find. Um, you got Honestly, you got to be a big Taylor Swift fan to know. Um, I mean, and there's ancillary stuff. That I don't even know where to start, folks. I, I don't. Um, you know, it, it, so many things happen this weekend. For instance, my son, you know, he's playing in chess tournaments. He enters a chess tournament. It's close by here, out here in L.A., and he wins the damn thing. Unbelievable. I mean, I posted it on the Instagram. He won his first chess tournament, so he's on cloud nine. His ratings are up. You know, he's got like a national rating and a rating in California. He's all geeked. Okay, and um, your boy played back-to-back basketball games, pick up Saturday and Sunday morning, first time in... I don't know, over a year. And I held up pretty damn good. You know, I had the surgery last month. And then Sunday hits. And not a great Sunday in fantasy. But I want to remind people, the diehard listener of this podcast, every Sunday, we watch the games, we talk about them, and I give an early read on the games I like. I told you guys on Monday that I love the Buffalo Bills. I told you guys on Monday that I love the Miami Dolphins. I added that I love the Chargers, okay? And then what happens during the week? Jason reading about the games, seeing where the line moves. Jason turns into a wuss when it comes to the contest. And I'm like, wow, uh, how can I take the bills? Look at all this money flowing in on Washington. So I didn't take the bills in the contest. Look at all this money coming in on Denver. How can I? I got to respect the sharp money. These guys are betting $100,000 on games. You know, I got to respect that, right? And and like a wuss, I backed off those games. So a little frustrating, two and two in the contest, waiting on Tampa. I mean, it could have been a five and oh. Um, I have some bad news to report, okay? The Big Money Survivor Contest. You guys remember last year I was in it like deep into the season. It was chaos throughout, and I was like a final 20 guy in the contest. I mean, the payout was like $81,000. I was all geeked. And then I had the Patriots on Monday Night Football against uh, the Bears, 
usually Belichick owns young quarterbacks and Fields ran wild, and I lost. I was so ticked. I have two entries in this year. This week, in this contest, I picked Jacksonville, big home favorite. I had them in the contest, too, like an ass clown. They get smoked, okay? And then I had Dallas because they're playing against Arizona. And I know it's a divisional matchup, and it's a week before the Patriots, and they just lost Trayvon Diggs. And uh, Jay, be careful. I'm like, come on, it's Dallas. Their defense is dominant. What, Josh Dobbs is going to do something? And then Dallas lays a massive egg. And folks, in what I think probably is the upset of the season so far, the Arizona Cardinals as anywhere 12, 13-point favorites. Uh, sorry, Arizona Cardinals 12, 13-point underdogs shocked the world and beat Dallas by double digits. Okay? And folks, if you watch this game like I did, you had Survivor, maybe you had some guys in fantasy, uh, a couple things jumped out. All the Dallas Cowboy fans' fears came to reality in this game. First two weeks, Dallas playing with the lead. Dak riding the defense and special teams stake to a lead. They look good. No pressure on Dak. Looked like a Super Bowl team. And then what happened? Against Arizona, they fall behind early. And the offense cannot make anything happen early. And all of a sudden, Arizona's looking kind of sort of frisky. And then Mike McCarthy strikes. In classic Mike McCarthy fashion. I've got all the numbers here. In the second half, okay, this is as bad as it gets. The Dallas Cowboys drove to the Arizona eight-yard line and settled for a field goal. The next time they got into Arizona territory, they drove to the four-yard line, turnover on downs. Then they drove to the Arizona eight and settled for another field goal. Then the Arizona six and Dak threw an interception ball game. They got inside the Arizona 10-yard line four times. And got six points. That's how you lose a game. And when Mike McCarthy was down 12 in the fourth quarter, Rob, I've charted this. He called eight rushes. Down 12 in the fourth quarter. You need two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. And you're running the ball with Tony Pollard? This is the fear with Dallas. Mike McCarthy and Shoddy Cannot get the job done. They are not the man for the job. This is not how you're beating San Francisco in the playoffs or the Eagles or hell, I don't know, Detroit Lions maybe. Like, you're not beating them. Not with Mike McCarthy calling this nonsensical 1980s throwback garbage. Ultra conservative. In a game they trailed throughout. Dallas never led. Dak threw 40 passes and they rushed the ball, I believe, 33 times. What? What? what balance? I mean, you look at the Chargers. Justin Herbert throws the ball 47 times, 400 yards passing. And the Chargers barely survive. Okay? This idea that McCarthy wants to run the ball constantly to keep his defense fresh. Oh, defense got dump trucked by Josh Dobbs. Like, Josh Dobbs was making plays. They were scheming away from Micah Parsons. Like, listen, <laughs> we've been bashing the Arizona Cardinals. They're tanking for Caleb Williams. The Arizona Cardinals just took themselves temporarily out of the Caleb Williams running. I mean, right now, Chicago is certainly on the track. They are undeniably the leader in the clubhouse. But this loss for Dallas is something that you got to be really concerned about. You lose Trayvon Diggs for the season. Obviously, that's big. I don't want to hear that as an excuse for this week. They came out flat on both sides of the football. McCarthy coached an awful game. And Dak is not that dude. He's not going to elevate the players around him when he needs to have a big comeback. That's just not in his DNA. He was not making the plays against a, uh, against a bad Arizona team. We saw last week, Rob, Daniel Jones in this exact same spot, down 20, 
Daniel Jones storms back. Brian Dable essentially said, Dan, we can't run the ball. This has got to be all throwing. And as Daniel Jones rollouts, Daniel Jones scrambles. They come back and they win the game. Dak Prescott could not come back and win the football game. And lo and behold, what's up next? The New England Patriots coming to Dallas. Folks, I saw this line. This was the second game I bet Sunday night. The New England Patriots getting seven in Dallas. And Matthew Judon and that Patriots defense, which has been very good all season. They were good against the Eagles. They were spirited against the Dolphins. I know they lost that game, but look what they did slowing Miami, given what Miami's done to the Chargers and the Denver Broncos. Like, they slowed that two offense. I know they got run on, but a Patriots getting seven on the road from a Dallas offense that does not scare you? Like, Patriots have some injuries in the secondary. I, I get that, but that was the second game I bet. New England Patriots and Dallas. But then it gets worse. So now Dallas is 2-1. and one. They play the Patriots. Let's just say they blow the game and Mac Jones finally makes some plays. He's not making plays. Um, then they play the Niners. And these Super Bowl-bound Cowboys, everybody loves them, suddenly go from 2-0 and oh to 2-3. and three. This could spiral quickly. And this was the big concern, Rob, all summer. We said, is McCarthy the man for the job? I don't know. And everything I saw has me terrified. And I'm not just saying this because I had him in Survivor, but I would be terrified if I were a Cowboys fan about McCarthy and the offense. I think part of it has to do with you having them in Survivor. I think, you know, just a little bit has something to do with that. Look, they, they play terribly. Um, were it not for some other coaching blunders we'll get to here in a minute, you know, this may have been the all caps big story of the day on Sunday. But, you know, when you have a team putting up 70 and you have a couple of coaches making quite possibly some of the worst decisions in NFL history, you know, the the Cowboys have kind of been able to slit, slide under the radar here early on Monday morning. Um, I, I'm not as concerned because I think that next Sunday will be a get right game for them. And their, their story says that they, mm. you know, seem to handle mediocre offenses. And as, as good as that New England defense is, their offense is not great. So I think that they. Oh well, what's Arizona's offense? Hey, Josh Dobbs is. They've been plucky. I know that they're you know not the most talented bunch out there, but throughout three games they've been, they've been okay. Okay. I, I think Josh Dobbs would yeah. you know be ten times the quarterback that you have right now with the New York Jets. Just putting that out there. Ooh. Somebody te- somebody somebody asked me Josh Dobbs or Justin Fields. I did. <laughs> I don't know, Rob. I mean, listen. I, I. But but look, my, my big my big issue with what happened in Dallas. I mean, uh, you know, they laid an egg. As disappointing as it is, that's kind of their mo. They, they, this is what the Dallas Cowboys do. On one hand, they can beat a team forty to nothing. On the other hand, they'll come out and lose to a team that's supposedly tanking. My big issue with them is something that Dak Prescott said after the game. They asked him about the loss and his performance and so on. And and here's part of his quote: "Y'all put us on top of the world." We knew who we are. In that same sense, I'm sure the media got what it wanted. Dak, I work in the media. Jason, with this this show we're doing here is part of the media. I can promise you that nobody in the media was rooting for you to lose to the Arizona Cardinals. Okay? The Dallas Cowboys are good for business. If the Dallas Cowboys are winning and they're successful... They are great for business. It's part of the reason why a lot of these TV shows on FS1 and ESPN NFL Network will give you a lot of Cowboys coverage throughout the week, even though they haven't won a Super Bowl. To uh, quote my friend Rob Parker, since Moby Dick was a guppy, like we we want them to do well. The ratings are better when the Cowboys do well. And so when you lay an egg like that, it's not that anyone's rooting against you. 
It's that this is who you are. This is who you have been. And it's not that people are taking enjoyment out of you losing. It's that we like to be right. And people know what to expect from the Dallas Cowboys now going back the last 30 years or so. So that's my big issue with the Dallas Cowboys. But unlike you, I'm not ready to jump off the bandwagon just well, yet. So do you remember the playoff game two years ago where they had a billion penalties against San Fran? Yes. So um, uh, against Arizona, 13 penalties, 107 yards. Like, that's, how is that out on the coach? Just undisciplined. Um, oh, by the way, the Cowboys defense, the mighty defense, best unit in the league. Josh Dobbs had 7.5 yards per play. Jeez. 400 yards of offense. What, what, how does that happen? Arizona. 7.5, 7.4 yards per carry. 7.4 with James Conner and whoever the hell else. I don't know. I, I, this Dallas team. Listen, NFC is kind of wide open. Uh, I think the Saints with the car injury, let's see how bad it is. And that loss, that's devastating for them. Um, I think a team to watch could be the Packers. I'll tell you why. Eh, I don't know if we'll get to it, Rob. Um, you know, we've led the podcast the last two weeks because of Miami. And, you know, we like to be forward-thinking on this podcast, what's next, what's coming. We've been on Miami. Uh, we told you last week, it's <laughs> a machine, bad matchup for Denver. What I didn't know was some of the stuff Mike McDaniel dropped in the postgame, that Mike McDaniel uh, grew up in Denver, and he was once a ball boy for the Broncos. And, um, you know, McDaniel was a, a highly thought-of coach, and the Broncos had their opening, and... Um, they didn't reach out to him at all, and he, he took that. What do they say? Um, is it the Michael Jordan meme where he's like, and I, I took, took that, that personal. Person. That's right. <laughs> I took that personal. And um, I saw a crazy stat that the Denver Broncos. Hold up, the Denver Broncos had have on the season sixty nine points. <laughs> the Dolphins scored seventy in on in one game. So like my family was out somewhere wherever they were uh, on Sunday, and they walk in the door, and I have to tell them the first thing like you know they don't really. They couldn't tell you five guys on the Dolphins. And they walk in the room, I'm like, Miami's got 70 points. I'm just like shouting because I'm like, and they look at me like, is that real? Something magical happens when the third quarter ends and the fourth quarter begins. The energy changes. The fourth quarter is where games are won, where champions are made. And in business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win in Q4 and close the year strong. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. Smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. And with an easy-to-use deal management tool, reps can find, track, and close deals all in one place. Plus, AI forecasting helps you accurately predict future success, which means less hoping for deals and more crushing targets. Put your sales team on the fast track to win Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com slash sales. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it 
and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. It snowballed so fast. It was like 35 and then 42. And then, like, uh, you know, it was like the witching hour and all this wacky stuff was happening. And then next thing I look at my fantasy... You know, I have fantasy on one screen in the scores, and I see 69. I was like, no, is that a mistake? And they're just pouring it on. And listen, Sean Payton got a little snappy. I'm sure you've seen the video where the reporter's like, you know, it's kind of embarrassing to give up 70 points. How do you – he's like, what's the question? Next question. Payton's a little salty. Listen, uh, Colin's been all over this. This could be a Russ-Payton thing. I don't see how Russ is to blame. Um your defense gave up 70 points in over 700 yards. Nobody in the NFL scored 70 points in, I think, 60-something years. I believe Miami had the best offensive game yardage-wise in the history of the sport. A guy that, I, I, I got to be honest, he's not on my fantasy radar. Arcane? What, what's his name, Rob? I think it's A-Kane. The running back. Devin yeah. A-Kane? So... I dropped uh, him listen, before last I, week, I, just I, so you know. I had him on my team, dropped it, I was and then about, he goes and does this. You're the fantasy savant. Yeah. Like, listen, he had he had some juice in the preseason. Then he suffered a shoulder injury, so they really hid him the first two weeks for making sure he's healthy. Dude came out 200 yards rushing and, and four touchdowns. I was like, is that real? He had more rushing yards than the New York Jets had total, total against the Patriots. It's bad. Look at the Jets. I don't even know if we're going to talk about them. This Miami team is filthy. And oh, by the way, did I mention Jalen Waddell did not play? They dropped 70 points without their second best offensive player. And I'm the genius who benched Tua for Kirk Cousins in fantasy because the Vikings and the Chargers were going to score a million points. By the way, speaking of um, fantasy and betting, uh, last week, one of the early overs was Chargers Vikings at 52. It went up to 54, landed on 52. If you didn't get the first number, you lost. So that's why you got to listen to the pot on Mondays. Anyways, back to the oh, Miami Dolphins browbeating Denver. Rob, I don't even think there's like a takeaway from this for the Broncos. Um, I think you just got to chalk this up to, okay, we were at home against two inferior teams, and now we stepped up in class, and holy cow, we are not in that upper crust. Um, Denver's 0-3. They're not making the playoffs. It just It's done. I think now you've got to look forward. How can you salvage a season? Can you? Is there any takeaways you can have fr- from this bloodbath? Like, I don't know, Rob. I, I don't know where Peyton goes from here. Like, do you fire Vance Joseph? Uh, Sam Howell and Washington could not move the football against Buffalo, 
And I think they hung 38 on Denver last week. And, I mean, at some point, Vance Joseph, like, dude, this defense was supposed to be ballyhooed with Patrick Sertain. They got Randy Gregory. I mean, they can't stop a nosebleed right now. It's bad. I, 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 don't, I don't even know what the takeaway is from Denver. I guess the Miami takeaway is that, like, they're really, really good. But the first bet that I made, first bet for week, what are we, week four. I took the Bills at home, minus two and a half against Miami. I think people are going to be stunned that Buffalo's favored. Um, I just want to remind you one thing, Rob. When Miami played out of division, they moved the ball at will against the Chargers and what you just saw, the Denver thing. When they played the Patriots, who were familiar, the Patriots were ready. Five and six defensive backs. Miami still won, but they held them in check. I think Miami scored, what, 24? I think Buffalo's going to have some stuff cooked up. Um, my guess would be this is a lower scoring game than people think. And I think Buffalo wins it, but we're, we're way early on that. Rob, 70 to 20, any sweeping takeaways? Uh, just two. Well, first off, shout out to the Miami Dolphins. Um, the only reason I was even competitive, you know, in my fantasy league, because I ran oh. into a, a couple of buzzsaws named Devonte Adams and the Bills defense on Sunday. So, you know, oh, what are you going to do? But um, no, I mean, they they scored more points on Sunday, 70, <laughs> than 12 teams have combined through the first three weeks of the season. Oh, they are unreal. And people were saying, I, you know, I read the comments, ladies and gentlemen. I read the comments on YouTube when you you had this take about them playing basketball on grass after week one and how impressed you were. And, and I was like, oh, it's just the Chargers. It's just, a, you know, one game. You're over here jumping to conclusions. And it's like, no, we, you know, contrary to what you might think, Jason knows a thing or two about sports. And he knew after week one, like, look, this offense is legit. Tua as a trigger man in this system especially – is deadly because he throws anticipation. He's very accurate. Um, so kudos to them. I'm looking forward to Sunday. I, I agree with you against Buffalo. I would lean and under. I don't know what the total is yet, but I would lean and under when you uh, have that. I think 50, 54, and it's been bet down to 53 okay. and a half here. In yeah, the so time. I would lean under because, you know, the familiarity with each other. And usually when you have two teams mm -hmm. that are both upper echelon teams, it's almost like a feel-out process through the first quarter and a half. So I would lean under. Yeah. Um, on the flip side in Denver, who is Sean Payton going to blame now? Okay. Before the season, <laughs> before the season, it was the previous coaching regime. It was Nathaniel Hackett. Mm. He did the worst job in the history of sports. That's why this team struggled. That's why this team sucked. Then after, I believe, week two last week, it was Russell Wilson. And he was too slow getting the calls in, and we got to dumb down the playbook or dumb down the relay so we can get these calls in. He's going to have to wear a wristband like he's some kind of rookie quarterback. So it's Russell Wilson's fault. Now, after week three, you know, defense gives us 70 points. Well, it must be Vance Joseph's fault because, you know, he didn't get the defense ready to play. And everyone knows I wanted Vic Vangio, and it just didn't really work out that way. At some point, the buck has to stop with the head coach. And Sean Payton which I've been trying to tell you guys since we started this podcast is just Mike McCarthy with a better PR staff. Oh, that one season hanging out on the lot with you and Colin and Glad Hatting with all the execs over there at Fox did such a 180 on his reputation that people assumed that he was God's gift to coaching. When if you just look at the numbers and you look at the wins and losses and the postseason. He and Mike McCarthy are like the exact same guy. 
The mm-hmm. difference is, is that he had a fun offense with Drew Brees at the controls, but for some reason, the record there was the exact same record as the one that everyone hated when Mike McCarthy was in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers because it wasn't as pretty to watch. It was Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers things. Somehow, when you have all the flash and pizzazz of Sean McCarthy and the ho-hum, no motion, just beat your man offense of Mike McCarthy, they met and had the exact same record. Sean Payton, mm. I believe he's still a good coach. I'm not going to say he's not a good coach, but at some point, you have to accept responsibility yourself for what's going on. His first words out of his mouth, instead of arguing with the reporters about how bad they looked, was, that loss is on me. I didn't have my team ready to play. I need to have more of a hands-on approach on the defense, if that's what it takes. I need to have more of a hands-on approach with the special teams. Pick whatever he's got to say. Instead, it's defensive, it's snippy, and that's not what you would expect from a guy who's been around the block as long as he has. So I'm disappointed in Sean Payton Question. Um... Is this well? I was I was thinking there was some bad blood between these two, McDaniel and Denver, Peyton running his mouth. But Rob, is I, I hate to say this, is Peyton potentially potentially turning into a maybe an Urban Meyer in Jacksonville situation? Ooh, <laughs> I mean that's the extreme version of it. Um, I, I don't know. He, he, you, Remember, you, he, had, he had Trevor You Lord. might say he's on the same path, but I think Urban Meyer was so far down that path that they're not quite, you know, in the same area code. Yeah, I, I, yeah. They might be on the same freeway. I'll ask you this. Denver is in Chicago this week. Do you want to guess where the number is? Ew. Denver minus one. Two winless teams. Denver minus three and a half. Wow. <laughs> Which I think speaks <laughs> volumes about Chicago, who looked... I mean, Rob, they, I don't know how much you watch for the game. I know the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey stuff was everywhere. Um, and Walter Payton's son, weirdly, uh, you know, Bears guy, I guess, uh, w- was in the building and got a video of Taylor Swift leaving the locker room or leaving the facility with Kelsey. Um, and, and that's, you know, going everywhere. But, like, it, it's just, it's strange how the Bears could not move the football, literally move the football in the first half against the Chiefs starting defense. They didn't do anything until it was like bench warmers in in the final, I don't know, eight minutes or whatever. They can't move the football. And like this idea that, remember there was a video Friday of Justin Fields hugging the offensive coordinator, like, I don't know. Guys, it looks bad. Like, I don't know if Fields is totally broken and it's even repairable. Um I saw him run a couple times, which he looked fine. But otherwise, like it was really bad. Um, I don't, the, the Bears are a train wreck, and I was way. Listen, you own you own it when you're way wrong. And in the off season, I thought the Bears had a shot. Um, it's looking like Eberflus ain't the dude. Getzy doesn't look like the guy. I think it's a total clean house. Now remember, they have Carolina's pick and their own. Carolina lost to Seattle. I had Carolina like a well. I didn't hate the pick in the contest. Dalton through the most passes of his career. Uh, I had some, I don't think anybody cares, but basically Andy Dalton played his butt off. Um, and when, when he's playing like that, you're like, why are they even playing Bryce Young? I mean, Dalton had more passes of 10 air yards in one game than Bryce Young had in the first two games combined. Like, it's just a bad scene for Bryce Young to not be able to do anything. And then Andy Dalton comes in and they're moving the ball up and down the field. The defense is just too beat up and they got hurt. But the point is Carolina is 0-3 and 
And the Bears are 0-3. And those two picks could both end up being top five next year. Uh, I mean, I, I think Fields, I, I don't know, Rob. If I say he's on the clock, that's probably, we're probably past that, right? Oh, yeah, we're way past that at this point. Yeah, I don't think the new the new guy, whoever it is, I don't even think Eberflus is going to, like, this looks like a three-win disaster. Um, I mean, maybe they turn it around, but I think they've lost 13 games in a row dating back to last year. And oh, by the way, I totally forgot this. This is a good stat on uh, Russell Wilson and Denver. He is 4-14 four and 14 straight up as a starter in Denver. That's staggering. I mean, Russell Wilson was incredible in Seattle. He was amazing. And I don't want to hear it was a Legion of Boom or Pete Carroll. Russell Wilson always made plays. He had Lockett and Metcalf. But Rob, I, this, it's just staggering how far he's fallen. Um, I don't know. Do, do we need to talk about the Jets, Rob, or no? <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell you what. It was... It was Go, I, why don't, you know what? Instead of me sounding off, just because I'm probably going to get angry and start dropping F-bombs, um, I'm calling up the numbers here. Um, 11 yards in the first quarter. They had 60 yards of offense heading into the fourth. The Jets were outgained in the first half, 216-39. to 39. At one point, Keenan Allen of the Chargers had more passing yards than Zach Wilson, and this was deep into the third quarter. And still, despite all that ineptitude, Rob, the Jets and Zach Wilson had three chances in the final, like, four minutes to um, tie or take the lead. And um, it didn't happen. So I'll give it to you first because, uh, I don't know, I I don't want to get too angry. Look, unfortunately for you and the rest of the Jets faithful and folks like me who picked them to make the playoffs because I thought Aaron Rodgers was going to be there. Oh, jeez. Well, yeah, I don't think that counts. but... They have a Zach Wilson problem. It's nothing new. It's not earth shattering. And I don't, I don't think anyone's going to be like, oh, wow, that's a profound take. No, like it's pretty obvious. And they've had a Zach Wilson problem now for over a year. They addressed it last season. They benched him for Mike White. Was it Chris Streveler? And I believe Joe Flacco. Yep. None of those, well, I think Mike White may be a backup, but I think the other two guys might be out of the NFL With the Dolphins, completely. Yeah. He threw a touchdown pass. <laughs> Shout out to Mike White. In the 70s. Uh, look, 70 the other two guys, I believe, are out of the NFL. And they knew then that they have a better chance to win with a washed-up Flacco, a never-has-been with, or never-will-be with Chris Drevler, and at best, a career backup in Mike White. They knew that they had a better chance to win with those three guys than Zach Wilson. And they decided, for whatever reason, even after they got Aaron Rodgers, that rather than cutting ties with Zach Wilson and just getting a serviceable career backup or a veteran backup, hell, bringing back Joe Flacco, whatever. Get Andy Dalton in here. It doesn't matter. They said, we're going to try to salvage Zach Wilson under the guys that have a, a year sitting behind Aaron Rodgers or two years, he's going to regain his mojo and he's going to be the guy we thought he was. Th- that, that ship has sailed. And they sh- it sailed last season. They should have realized it then and cut their losses. He is not an NFL quarterback. He's not a starter. He is not a backup. He should not be on an NFL roster, point blank, period. And the longer that Robert Sala, who said on Sunday after the loss... 
he's still our guy. We have faith in Zach Wilson. Josina Anderson pressured him about it afterwards and says, why are you so confident in him? Like, well, what is it that makes you think that he's the guy? And he says, he gives us the best chance to win. The longer you keep the charade going, the more you're going to eventually lose that locker room. Guys like Sauce Gardner, you, yeah. Garrett Wilson, Michael Carter, you saw them blowing up on the sidelines already yeah. in frustration. Maybe not directed at Zach Wilson in general, but they're frustrated. The longer this charade continue, continues, the more likely it is that Robert Sala loses his job at the end of the season. I mean, I'm glad you went on that. So I don't have to cover any of the ground. I, I agree with everything. Um, after Rodgers got hurt, I don't know if it was the next day or two days later, but we did talk about Kirk Cousins on this podcast. And a lot of – so it's weird, Rob. Viking fans are saying, what? Why, why are we Why are we giving you Cousins? What are you talking about? We're still in the mix. We got a chance. And maybe. They got Carolina this week. I came close to betting the Vikings, but I'm not ready to. By the way, Vikings last year, 11-0 in close games in the regular season. This year, 0-3. Um, funny how that works out. Yeah, very funny. Kirk Cousins – to the Jets is not going to work, Jason, because he's going to have to get up to speed with the offense, and um, it's going to take a while. Okay, maybe, sure. Kirk Cousins is a pro. He's also looking for a big payday. Um, Like, if the GM has not called the Vikings about Cousins at this point, they're just, they're not, they're not doing their job. That's just, I think that's obvious. Um, I don't want to hear this nonsense that, hey, Carson Wentz called us, and Matt Ryan called us. F those guys. You don't want that garbage in there. What are they going to do? Oh, Jason, Kirk Cousins isn't mobile. I'm fully aware of that. I know. Get a mobile quarterback. Go, where? Where? What, are you just going to find a mobile quarterback? Are they just out there on the streets? Yeah, let's bring in that guy. He, um, you know, he ran the wing tee in <laughs> Oklahoma. Let's bring him in. Like, that, that doesn't exist. You can't do that. It's not a, it's not a, a like, viable plan. At one point in the third quarter, I was ready for the Jets to go wildcat, Rob. Just snap it to Brees Hall. Snap it to Dalvin Cook. That's our best bet, but they couldn't block Barmore. Uh, Makai Becton, of course, got just steamrolled. Left on an island, one-on-one. How are we leaving? Uh, see, now I'm going two in the weeds, but how are we leaving Makai Becton one-on-one against Judon uh, from our own three-yard line? We did the same thing with Micah Parsons. And, oh, by the way, Dwayne Brown repeatedly by himself against Parsons ends up getting hurt. He's questionable. He's questionable. He's questionable. Oh, he's going on IR. And it's like, come on. We know what they're trying to do. They're trying to trade for a left tackle. Oh, our guy's not that hurt. We'll just give you peanuts. Oh, no, he's really he to hurt. He's on IR. We're effed. Like, I don't know. I guess the in- more interesting question, Rob. Do you think Rodgers could have had success behind what's going on with the offensive line now or no? Maybe not to the extent that I thought that they could have. But it, even some of the mistakes that they're making are not just the offensive line. Like, like that, that was a big talking point. I don't want to get sidetracked, but like on Saturday with the Colorado, Oregon game, the broadcast kept saying, well, man, that offensive line is really getting worked. I'm not saying that they were doing a great job, but the back end is what was really slowing it down because the, 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 the book on Shadur Sanders right now is that he, he is a slow going through his progressions, that he is deadly accurate. He throws a good ball, but right now he doesn't get all the way across the field as quickly as you would like. It's why he gets sacked so often because he's, you know, takes a beat longer than you would expect of a guy of his caliber to get rid of the ball. And Zach Wilson has that same problem. He doesn't trust what he sees. And then when he does, he, he, 
you know, reads the question wrong or whatever it is. Like he, he throws in the coverage. He makes bad decisions. There was a play on, and I think it was fourth and 10 late in the game. He throws a one, a pass, one yard past the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Like that is quarterback one Oh one. And those mistakes are not going to get made by Aaron Rodgers. Right. So yeah, I would agree. He, he's seen every zone. Like you could throw a zone at Zach Wilson and he needs to study it. And the offensive line can't hold up Rodgers. He's seen everything. He's seen everything you want to throw at him. I, I think he could have. He would have obviously done better. I don't know how much better, but I think they would be um, at least more competitive. They, they, even though they had a chance, they were not competitive. But it's interesting. It's like you say, you know, reading the zones and like. So my son, I told you about the chess tournament, and um, it's weird because when he plays, he's able to read the board and what guys are doing, and what's coming next, and and like. I'm looking at it, and when I'm on a basketball court, I can read passes. I know what's happening. But on the chessboard, it's a totally different read. And I, I'm i like, oh, Bryce, you should have done that. He's like, Dad, but then you're hanging this and that. And I'm like, oh, damn, I did not see that. And, like, that's the thing. Like, Zach Wilson, he just can't read zones, you know? I, it's, it's extremely disappointing. Um, the season hinges on if they can get Kirk Cousins. And if it doesn't, like, they will spiral. And I know people are going to say, you can't fire Sala. Oh, really? <laughs> when they're a four or five win team and there's a mutiny in the locker room and it's a disaster and, like, you're not going to fire the coach? We, GM is toast. Like, I, I don't know, guys. It's disappointing I'm done talking about these bums. Uh, what do we want to wrap up with, Rob? Any other games jump out of you? I know you were hot for the Notre Dame-Ohio State game. Um, well, the the the, the ones I'm, yeah, I guess I'm going to lump that in with two other things because I think the theme of the weekend overall, if I could, you know, put a big picture conversation together, is that there was some absolutely horrendous coaching going on in the football world over the weekend. It got started on Saturday night with um, Marcus Freeman, the head coach of Notre Dame. Well, okay, yeah. he's coaching fine up well, until the the very yeah. last. What was it 15 seconds of the game was it? I think it's first and goal or second and goal from the one yard line calls a timeout to get his guys ready. Ohio state has no timeouts. He sends his defense back out there with 10 players. Ohio state left the, but he, he hold on, hold on. Right. Okay. I, I, I there's a good point. So they only had 10 guys, but it's not like he tells the guys to go out. You have your package. You put it out there, right? That's the Somebody job of a coach. Forgot. And then to what okay. count and make sure the defensive line. Uh, like, I'm glad you said that because because he, here's the here's the follow up here's the response. They ask him about it in the post game. They said, "Hey, on the second, the last two plays, you only had ten players. The first time, Ohio State lets you off the hook. They throw a fade route, goes in, incomplete." He says, "I know we had ten players for the last play, but I didn't want to get a penalty by running a guy out there late. So." He'd rather play the final snap with 10 defenders against 11 on the decisive snap than risk a penalty and advance the ball 10 inches. To the one inch. Well, what, let me ask, what um, did they have a timeout or no? no I guess they were out. They were, so they were done. So he knew and then didn't. Mm, so, th so that was one. So the penalty would have given them more time to think, but yeah, I'm sure they saw that hole on yeah, the left Exactly. Side. Somebody in the box. So. Yeah. So that's one. So that's what we started with. I feel bad. For, I felt bad. They had that game. That was a great game, <laughs> right. by the way. That was a great. It was an awesome game. game. Um, by the way, Ryan Day got lucky. We know this because if they lose, he's getting destroyed for that end around on yes. fourth and one, in like the ten yard line. Who? Oh no, just jet sweep 
on fourth and one. Like, what on earth is that? That was like a slow developing play, even with the fast guy. I don't know. Ohio State did not totally deserve that game. But anyway, so that so was that's play, play number, number one. What was play two? number two in the aforementioned Chargers-Vikings game. Oh, dear. Brandon Staley, who should have been fired last season after that 27-point, <laughs> you know, blown 27-point lead against Jacksonville in the playoffs, decides, I'm going to go for it with a four-point lead in the last two minutes of the game from my own 25-yard line. Of course, they get stopped. And thankfully for him, Kirk Cousins ends up having a tip drill interception in the end zone that seals the win for mm. the Chargers. Very lucky. Do not let the results of the game distract you from the fact that Brandon Staley should still be fired here coming up Monday at whatever, 10 a.m., whatever time you listen to this podcast, September 25th, all right? He made what I thought at the time was the worst coaching decision that I've ever seen in my adult years watching NFL football. They they cut away after the game because it was in between the uh, – Vikings Chargers and the Bears Chiefs game. They go to the NFL on Fox desk. And you know these guys, for the most part, they don't want to bash other coaches. They don't want to bash quarterbacks. Yeah. They, they they try to be very middle of the road because they're all part of the same fraternity, most of these guys. And right off the bat, Jimmy Johnson, take, Jimmy Johnson takes an ax to him. Michael Strahan takes an ax to him. Uh, I believe Tony Gonzalez, I don't know if he's on, no, it wasn't him. It was um, Howie Long says something about him. So, Three guys who don't want to really say anything that harsh about anyone else in the football community say that was the worst decision I've ever seen in the history of football. Um, I, I think Belichick has, has done some. Some coaches have done it. I know Belichick has a ton of rings. He can do whatever he wants. So, Rob, let me ask you. Was it the just the fact that he went or the play call, which was like a Josh Kelly dive up the middle? Which Both. I mean, Justin Herbert was dealing. He was like 40 of 47 for like 470 yards or something insane. Like Keenan Allen's just getting open left and right. Like I think he had 18 catches on 22. It was ridiculous. I faced him in two yeah. fantasy leagues, so I know. Um, but like he, uh, who was he? Co- I think he cooked Byron Murphy, the former Cardinals cornerback. And then Murphy had like, oh, I got a hamstring. I got, I got to go, man. And they just like tapped out. I mean, Allen was unbelievable. Um, I think they lost Derwin James to injury. They lost Mike Williams to injury. And, and it's possible that Staley was like, I don't want to leave the game in the in the in my in the hands of my defense. I don't trust them to get a stop late, which is weird for a defensive guy. Um, but then his defense did come up big. I like the kid Murray. Uh, I don't think their defense is good, but man, he plays hard. That dude is a heat-seeking missile. He's everywhere. Uh, I'm just happy the Chargers got the win. And Rob, I'm telling you, I, I know this isn't going to be popular. Two is on top of the world right now. He's an MVP candidate for sure. His favorite, I think. Mahomes is amazing. I just think when I watch Herbert fling the ball around from the mechanics, the arm strength, tight windows, it, the guy is a cyborg. He looks like, if I if you can dream up, this is what I want my quarterback to be, this is what I want for the Jets, I would want Justin Herbert. And I know Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback. He's also got Andy Reid and Mahomes has MVPs. But when you just look at the skill set Herbert has, Rob, I mean, he runs like a gazelle when he wants to. Um, I, He's just incredible. I don't know how much of that game you watched, but I'm just telling you, man, that guy is special. Like, uh, I don't know that he's going to be like a Marino who gets to maybe one Super Bowl and that's it, or um, uh, Peyton Manning where he loses like five uh, playoff games to start his career or whatever. But I'm just telling you right now, Herbert, man, that, that dude, he's got 
everything. There isn't a throw he cannot make. He's unbelievable. I, I'm sorry. I'm just in awe of him. And when you say Tua has McDaniel and Mahomes has Reed, he's got Kellen Moore. You know, <laughs> I, I, I like Kellen Moore. I like him. Couple, couple questionable calls, as there are always, especially when it's close. Um, we, uh, listen, we did have a good day gambling on the pod. We talked about the Browns. That defense is filthy. Browns, um, who is it next week? Browns-Ravens is good next week. Uh, do we talk about, oh, I don't want to talk about the Jags with. That's that's a bad, that's probably my worst call of the season. Uh, Colts-Ravens, uh, we talked about Colts getting a lot of points. I didn't think they'd win outright. Holy cow, that was crazy. Um and I guess that's pretty much every game. Oh, do, should we quickly talk about Sam Howell? Rob, one of the things I like to do in gambling is, remember, nobody's as good as they or as bad as they were the week prior. So week one, I thought Sam Howell was going to be great. I thought Washington was going to be great. They were total dog shit, and they still win. Second game, Sam Howell is down 21-3. Amazing comeback. And now Sam Howell, hey, this guy looks like a player. And I don't want to bang on Cowherd, but he had he had Washington in like his top ten teams last week. I was like, "What are you doing? Stop, Sam Howell! Come on, Sam Howell had four picks in this game. He was so bad. I mean, Rob, I don't know how much you watched. Like two in the first half, pick six, red zone turnover on downs. Washington one for nine on third. By the way, Bills nine sacks. Everybody wants to write off Buffalo." For that week one loss to the Jets, and it was bad, but the Jets have their number, divisional matchup. Buffalo eviscerated your Raiders, and then Buffalo pounded Washington. I mean, I was facing the Bills in fantasy. It's like they got like 37 points. Rob, uh, Bills, top five team? Yes, no? Uh, Yeah. The, the problem is that you yeah. know when they face another good team, Josh Allen is going to turn the ball over you know, at least once, and that's probably going to be the difference. But yes, I would say they're a top five team. Yeah. Do you want to touch on Steelers Raiders before we get to Monday Night Football? Well, that was going to be the the, um, the trifecta of my three worst coaching you know decisions of the weekend. Oh, what, what was the third? Josh one? McDaniels down eight, about two fifteen to go, fourth and four. That's right. Inside yes. the ten, decides to kick the field goal. I mean, I'm not a math major. But even if you make the field goal, <laughs> I believe you still need a touchdown after that. And and it, 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 his, he was like, well, I'm, I'm leaning on my defense. I, you know, we had the two-minute warning and the timeouts. I thought we'd be able to get the ball back. Yeah, I, I don't know how long you've been following the Raiders there, Josh. I know you're their coach for the last year and a half. Defense isn't exactly our forte. So to lean on the defense may have been, you know, a poor decision. But look, I, I've been... I hated the Josh McDaniels hire when it was made. We talked about it on this pod. Everyone who's listened to the pod for that long, I've hated it. The only success he's ever had in the NFL is when he's been cheating as a head coach. So, <laughs> you know, it's Ouch. it's all bad. So wow. he was the, the um, third of the trio of really poor coaching decisions. Would you have respected McDaniels more? I'm burying this late in the podcast. If he had said, yeah, I, I kicked a field goal. We want to give the ball to Kenny Pickett. Did you see that guy? You see Kenny Pickett peeing down his leg there in the huddle? He doesn't know what he's doing. He's terrified. This place is juiced up and loud. Pickett's going to make a mistake. I'm not worried. Like, if he, if he had said that, would you have responded? Yeah, I probably would. <laughs> I probably would have. I, I would have, yeah. too. Because, honestly, Steelers got the ball back, and I'm like, Matt Canada and Pickett, how are they going to screw this up? And then they just had the perfect play called a little rollout to Allen Robinson, and Allen Robinson sighting on the conversion. Um, TJ Watt's a bad boy. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. 
While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their general tire, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code STRAIGHTFIRE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21-plus age, varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. All right, let's get to Monday Night Football real quick. Since we don't know if Burrow's starting, although the line is now down to one for Bengals, so it sounds like Burrow's probably not going to go, I'm going to go ahead and take the Bengals anyway. I don't know. They're at home. Prime time. Jake Browning, a full week of work. By the way... um. I think Browning's college coach was uh, Chris Peterson. And he was at 
the herd on Thursday or Friday. And, you know, they're talking to him. And Cowherd's like, well, Jake Browning, what about? And apparently, like, he doesn't have much of an arm. I'll just say that to be nice. Um, so I wouldn't expect any deep balls from uh, Jake Browning. Uh, I think he's going to keep everything just a little short, uh, tight routes, a lot of yak yards, wide receiver screens. If the Rams defense has a clue, they'll be hugging up the line of scrimmage, right? Because Browning doesn't have the arm. We'll see. I'm not betting this game. Um, oh, no, wait. I think I did bet. Oh, my gosh. Did I? Yeah, I think I did. I, eh, I don't remember. I'll have to check the account. But I did. I do have the other game. Bucks, Eagles, four and a half. Rob, in Tampa, rematch of the last time Jalen Hurts really got the crap beat out of him. Can Tampa hang here, or does Baker Mayfield wilt in the Monday night spotlight? I think this game is close into the fourth quarter, but I think ultimately the Whoa. Eagles win and cover the spread. Um, I I need Tampa Bay in the contest to wrap up a three and two. I don't feel great about it. Um, I don't. I just I I bet these dogs with fleas, and yes, Tampa is one. You shouldn't get in front of the Eagles train, but they are kind of beat up. Um, my computer is slow as hell right now. Rob, is there any way you can tell me who the Eagles play next? Because I think it's a divisional matchup. And that partially played into my, I don't know if it was that. <coughs> or the Eagles injury report, which is pretty bad. Well, then they, they haven't um, really, I, you know, I know that they want their first two games, but they haven't looked super impressive. So maybe that could be another reason. But I'm pulling up their schedule right now. Um, after this game, it's home against Washington at the Rams, at the Jets, mm. home against Miami. No, what? Washington beat them last year um, on that. I think it was Thursday Night Football. Okay, I did. This is the problem with wagering. I bet the Rams plus three on Friday. And if you ask me who's going to win, I think the Bengals will win. So not fun. But um, I have an over 44.5 on Eagles Bucks. It's a juiced 44.5. And and then I got the Bucks in the contest. Uh, All right. Week three nearly in the books. Rob, that's a long Monday podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with a shorter podcast. Talk to you then. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.